Now, podcasting around the world. Around the world. This is Work From Home Podcast, where you'll learn how entrepreneurs plan their online strategies. And now your host, the founder and CEO of the Perfect Army Virtual Assistants, R.J. Brow. Hello, everyone. This is RJ again, and you're listening to another episode of Work From Home Podcast. This is the podcast for you if you're looking for home business ideas and freelancing tips. So our next guest is obsessed with creating happy, profitable, loyal, and successful teams. She has decades of leadership and coaching experience. She loves business psychology, and she brings sunshine to wherever she goes. And this is so true. And the funny side is she can't be bribed with puppies and ice cream. So you know what to do, guys. Okay, so let's all welcome Tamsin Hall. Yeah, hi. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here as well. So we're going to have a a great conversation. I know we are. I'm so happy that you're here. Tell us about yourself, what you do and where you're from. So, yes, my name is Tamsin. I am currently in the south coast of the UK. So it's um, it's lovely and sunny here. We have lovely blue skies and spring is certainly on its way. I do a couple of things. Actually, I do quite a lot of things. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Okay. I seem to be spinning quite a few plates, which I enjoy it that way. So I have a, a day job. I'm employed. I run a company called The People Centric Business. I also run a, I co-founded a, a mastermind. So I run a mastermind with my amazing business partner. I have a podcast. I'm in the final stages of a degree and um, my life is busy, but everything that I do with my business, the people-centric business with my mastermind, UpPub Mastermind, and also what I do in my uh, my career and my, my employed role is I use business psychology and that everybody in this world, to me, needs to live a fulfilled and happy life mm. and live a life that is true to them not dictated by somebody else, not dictated by society or parents or teachers or whoever it is, whatever lights us up and makes us feel like we are fulfilled and brings us happiness. We all need to do that. So I thread that through all of my businesses, everything that I do. And whether it's, whether I'm I'm, I'm coaching somebody who wants to, become a the next CEO of a company or somebody who wants to sit in a checkout in the supermarket because that's what makes them happy it doesn't matter to me as long as people are living this fulfilled life that's true to them and true to their purpose so that's really the foundation of everything I want everyone to be happy. I'm a positive psychologist. I'm not naive in the fact that I think that everyone can be happy all the time. Mm -hmm. It's about helping people when things are happening and things are being thrown at us and the world is in complete disarray as it is and has been to be able to navigate that and to weather the storm and to find those calm waters that makes us all happy. That's my aim in life. Wow. That's amazing. You know what? While I was listening to you, it warms my heart. And I have so many similarities with you. I have like I co-founded a mastermind and I have a virtual assistant business, which I knew that you had before because Rima told me to connect with you. I just yes. the timing. You oh, know? And I was yes. like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I see myself in this person and I want people to be happy. And some people call me naive sometimes. And I am so empathetic, you know, Mm -hmm. and some Mm -hmm. people misunderstand that sometimes, you know. But Yeah. yeah, that's what we really want in this world. And I am a single mom, you know, so 
especially for single moms, I want them to be happy, to be yes. able to stand on their own, you know? Yes. That's what I aim in life. That's my biggest why, actually. Okay. And that's so important. <laughs> it's that's that's so important because I have a very supportive husband and I'm very lucky with that, that I can do all these things. And, and probably he's the reason that I can do all of these things and have a family and have a house and, and everything. And and I think for, for single mums and dads out there, actually, it's tough. It's really, really tough to keep everything going and to keep you know, hold, holding all those balls in the air and juggling everything and making sure that everybody gets your time and you get your time. So yes. I absolutely, I applaud you. I think you're amazing. And if they, you know, for me, if we can, you know, if, if, if this episode or what you do, or what I do can just help one person, yes. I feel happy because, you know, we, everybody has it in them to achieve whatever it is they want to achieve and with the right support and you know I love that you've had a mastermind as well because um you know to me masterminds are where people can really up level and really make a difference to their business and I love that so we have got so much in common so much so in common true. Rima was right yes <laughs> thank you thank you Rima and the Lady Hustlers Club okay I want to know what was the biggest failure that you've ever experienced in your career or business and how did you rise above it oh that's a good question <laughs> so um the biggest failure that I had was I started a business that was completely out of alignment with everything that I wanted to do. And I had I'd had my son. So my son was, was four years old, I had a banking career and I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to work for myself and I wanted to help other people. And I've, yeah, I've, got, I've got a leadership training and development background. So that's my background in banking. And for some reason, I thought I want to become an accountant. Mm. So I'm going to become a bookkeeper to start with. And I'm going to do my accountancy qualification. Well, within three weeks of starting my business, I was full. I had a full diary a full customer base because I'd networked I'd met people I promoted my business I'd sold it really well and my books were full and then all of a sudden I was being given plastic bags full of receipts and I was like oh I don't want to do this I don't want to sit here and input things onto a spreadsheet this is not me I want to be out talking to people so I ended up outsourcing, so I ended up paying for a qualified bookkeeper to do my books. So the customers would send me the stuff or give me the bags of receipts and I would give it to my bookkeeper. And, you know, I think I was probably earning about 25p, maybe 50p an hour in the end because I was giving all my work away. And that was, to me, a huge failure because... I ended up after a year deciding I'm not, I can't do this. I can't do this. So then I had to tell all my clients, you know, I'm really, I'm really sorry. Thank you for trusting me. Here's the name of a new bookkeeper, but I can't be your bookkeeper anymore. And I then started a a role. So then I I became employed because I thought this was stressful. This was so stressful. It was stressful starting a business it was stressful starting a business that you actually didn't like doing it was really stressful outsourcing because you were the point of contact so the customer would be contact me I'll then have to contact the bookkeeper the bookkeeper then contact me it was just it just wasn't fun and at the end of it I earned no money Mm -hmm. so not only did I have this business that I didn't enjoy I had no money (laughs) and my business was not succeeding and that was certainly the biggest failure. And, and I think the reason why was because I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what it was. I wanted to help people, but I didn't know how. I wanted to make a difference in the world, but I didn't know what that looked like. And I didn't have a support network 
of people who could help me. I had my amazing husband who could say, yes, you've got a banking career, let's try this. But other than that, I didn't have anybody to guide me and to listen to me and say, Tamsin, is this really, you know, I say to people now, I started a business as a bookkeeper and people are like, you did what? That's so not you. (laughs) I feel you. I hate, I actually hate math. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I remember when I was talking to a guest on the show and I was actually scared because she was a bookkeeper. She is a bookkeeper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I was, okay, let me calm my nerves. I'm going to talk to a bookkeeper. <laughs> but you mentioned that you have a, a banking background, right? Mm. What mm. made you decide to work from home? Good, a really, really good question. And for me, it was the flexibility. For me, mm. as you know, tell, actually, there was a couple of factors. And this will lead on to another something else. But just before I ask that question, and you might have to remind me of the question because sometimes I go off on a tangent, I might need to bring myself back. But just going back to my bookkeeping days, and I think if anyone's listening to this that's thinking about going into a career or starting a business or doing something they're doing because they think it's the right thing to do, don't do it if it doesn't set your heart alight and doesn't set your soul on fire. If you're not going to be jumping out of bed in the morning thinking, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for today. This is so exciting. It's the wrong thing to do. And sometimes we want to do something because we need the money. We need the yes. cash. We need to pay the bills. And there are other ways. There are absolutely other ways. So that's my biggest piece of advice, really, that, you know, if it's a case that you know, actually I can't afford to do what really sets my soul on fire, really set, gets me excited. OK, do something either full time or part time work for somebody else. Do something to get the cash in that you need. But do that thing that excites you as well because then you've got the best of both worlds. You've got the money coming in, you're building something that is going to be amazing. And then when the time's right, you can just do that thing. Or you might continue like me. You know, I do all these different things because actually I love doing them all. If I was doing just one, I probably wouldn't. Yeah, right. So there's a lot to be said. It's called a portfolio career. And there's lots to be said about having this portfolio career or as Marie Folio calls it, a multi-passionate. That's it. <laughs> yes, That's right? it. Right? I knew yes. I love you, Tamsi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah, so so that's kind of my 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 takeaway really from, from that um, that period of time that was a dumb mistake. So to answer your question, why did I work from home? Well, um I I didn't think I'd be somebody that likes working from home because I'm very social and I love to be around people. And I loved going into an office and I love being around others. And so when I started my, when I finished bookkeeping, obviously bookkeeping was working from home. I quite enjoyed the flexibility and the being able to work from home and not have an hour, two hours in the car where I'm driving to an office, that's four hours of wasted time. Some days that I'd be sitting in the car. Whereas today, I, you know, I have a, well, I don't have a commute at all, do I? Because I just go from my, you know, wherever I am in the kitchen or the lounge or the bedroom into my office. And I don't also, um, I'm quite loud, as I'm sure you could probably tell. And every single office that I worked in, I would be told to be quiet. Tamsin, be quiet. You're too loud. You need to whisper. The whole office doesn't need to hear. Or I'd be talking to somebody and say, we heard that the other side of the room. And, you know, I'd, I'd always get comments about how loud I was, how loud my laugh was. I'm quite clumsy as well. You know, how clumsy I am. All of this would be constant feedback. And with it, some, when it's something that you're too loud or you're too clumsy, I can't help that I'm loud. I can't help it. You know, I cannot help it. I, my dad used to call me an elephant. I used to be called as I was walking down the school corridor. Oh, I can hear you coming. I used to have bosses. Well, I used to have to fly up to um, 
500 miles south and my boss used to say to me oh I heard you coming 200 miles away yes I know I'm loud so actually being able to be me myself authentically who I am without trying to conform to office politics and office regulations it's allowed me to explore so much and to really be true to that person that I am and so that's two benefits that's two main benefits for me is the fact that I can just be me I can um if people like me amazing if people if I'm not for everybody then that's fine um and the flexibility that I have because it's yeah to me that's that's really important having that that flexibility and being able to you know, I work some weekends. Well, in fact, I work. I work weekends. I work evenings. But I do that when my son's in bed, or when he's busy, or when he's doing something. And by working from home, you can do that. You don't have to be driving to the office. You can okay. see your family. You can balance it all because we're working from home. That is so true. When you were talking about how you were being loud. I got a flashback when I was in college when my professor told me RJ faced the wall <laughs> because I was too loud. But it was right. so funny remembering right now. Yeah. Mm. And let me go back as well. When you told me or when what you mentioned earlier about what sets your soul on fire. I love that because mm. clarity, being aware of what you want to do in life and being able to touch people's lives and being able to mod- motivate them, that's what sets my soul on fire. Yeah, I it, love that. it motivates me like every day. Oh, I'm going to talk to this and I'm going to teach them how to do this, yes. that, right? It's yes. So, yeah, it's so amazing. And when you have like a mastermind group, you'll have the same people with the same mi- mindset, with the same wavelength, you know? I know you know what I'm talking about, but oh, without without a doubt, and isn't it fabulous? So we're we're so so lucky at, at Up Hub. So it's literally we have hubs of masterminds. So we have we have hubs, um, kind of within a, a a larger framework, and we also run masterminds. So done for you masterminds for coaches. So I'm so lucky that I can see so many different people supporting each other and finding that thing that makes people excited and makes people think yes this is what I'm meant to be and this is what I'm meant to do and finding that that you know it might be today you know what what sets you alight is x but in five years time it might be different and that's okay it's okay as we evolve as people and as we we change and grow and develop and learn and learn about ourselves learn about others learn about the world we're different people today as we were five years ago and we're going to be different again in another five years and when you find your thing that I've, I've seen this so many times that people come to me and they say but I thought I found it and that was what I was doing and I was excited and I loved it and it was amazing and then one day I woke up and it wasn't great anymore mm-hmm. and it's that's that's normal that's okay that actually we all you know I think in the circles that we're in around the people that we're in and the people that are listening to your podcast and the people that we would have we we, I have in my mastermind you have in your mastermind they're going to be people that are continually striving for the next thing Mm -hmm. continually striving to earn more do more be more what comes with that is change and we evolve and yeah it's it's okay to be you know what that thing that once was right for me once set my soul on fire doesn't anymore so what can you do next because there'll always be something that does and whereas I think probably our ancestors our you know our grandparents our grandparents grandparents they would do they would do a, a job they would start a a job and they would do that job for life yes now it's it's very very common for people to have two if not three different careers because we're retiring later so we start working our 20s we might finish it in our 70s well that's a long period of time to do one job so actually 
by training and evolving and doing something else and we can have this so many possibilities in the world which is so exciting and I love seeing that without especially with the, the the mastermind members because they really they push themselves and they push each other to to be the best versions of themselves again whatever that might look like because it is different for everybody yes and you have accountability partners, right? Mm-hmm. There's someone yeah. who's going to push you as well. Yes, yes. And you know what? Uh, I have a problem with like what you mentioned before, um, m- multi-potentialite or multi-passionate individual, mm. right? Because they keep telling me, okay, um, you've done this, but you're going to start another one? Like something like that. But right. yeah, th- I want to do this, yeah. but right. And yes. I had a problem with that because um, most of the people keep telling me stick with this, stick with that, oh. right? And you just want to be happy, and you just want to do everything and be great at everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you know that goes back to I think what I said at the beginning. You know, you need to do things for you, yes. Not anybody else, not a society. You know, it's the the word if the word should is coming up in a sentence remove it because it's the whole I should just have one I should just be doing one thing no 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 do it because you want to do it you know it's like I would be sitting down reading I I don't know whether I'm sitting down I'm reading I'm studying I'm doing whatever I'm doing and I'm thinking oh do you know what I really should be doing the housework (laughs) no who says I should be doing the housework society says I should be doing the housework you know my mum might say I should be doing the housework but actually for me what do I want to do if I want to do the housework or if I really really need to do the housework then that's something but saying I should do it no if it has should in it change that should to I want to I need to or I'm not going to (laughs) quite frankly yeah and you know be be true to yourself and if it's you're only as humans we are in control of our happiness we're in control of our future we're in control of our positivity we're in control of the right now and by letting other people dictate what we're going to do what we should be doing we're not going to be authentically happy and we just need to listen to ourselves does it feel right does it feel right does it set your soul alight? Does it excite you? And if the answer is no to all of those, well, then just don't do it. Do something else. Wow. But, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to think about that later tonight before I'm going to sleep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What do you think is the most important personality trait in this kind of industry? Honestly, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I think every single personality trait brings something to the table that is really, really important. And actually how we are all so different is one of the reasons why I'm an absolute advocate of masterminds and sitting around the table with different people and different personality traits because everybody has got so much to offer. And I I do feel that sometimes people who are maybe introverted would be like oh you know I I can't go into a I I can't walk into a room with strangers because I'm an introvert I can't do this because I'm an introvert I say break down the barriers and ask yourself why really don't you want to go in that room because if it is that you are you know you're worried about walking into a room with strangers whoever you are I will come with you. I will hold your hand. We'll walk into that room together because stepping outside of your comfort zone is where the magic happens. And regardless of the personality trait, if you have something inside you that's burning and something that you think, what if I, what if I took the chance and I did this? What if do please don't stop yourself because of your personality? You know, if I look back to my bookkeeping versus what I'm doing now, if I had been totally honest with myself, the reason that bookkeeping wasn't right for me is because I'm not really an analytical person. 
I can do it. I can look at spreadsheets. I can analyze them. I can analyze data. Do I enjoy it? No, I don't enjoy it. But that isn't necessarily because of my personality. That's more about what I physically, what I really enjoy. Personality does play a slight part in it. But if I was, if I loved that and if that set my heart on fire and, and, you know, I was really excited about it, it wouldn't matter what my personality was. I would make it a success. So any personality type can make anything a success. Any personality type, they might have the drive slightly different. They might need different support. They might need to be pushed a bit more. But it's possible for everybody to be successful. Yes. Absolutely. These things start with just the first step. You don't have to invest thousands and thousands in yourself. You don't have to change your life completely. You don't have to give up a salary. You don't have to give up anything. If you've got something that you think... I want to give that a go. Just give it a go. Just see. Just take the first step to, okay, I'm going to put this out there. See what happens. Baby steps. And the thing about being, um, let me go back a little bit, about yeah. being a multi-potentialite or multi-passionate mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that you get to try a lot of things, right? And then you yeah. learn so many things and you learn that you don't like this. And you don't like yeah. that. And you yeah. love this and you love that. So that's the great thing about trying so many things. Yes. I was always the child that would come home and say, I want to try rollerblading today. <laughs> I want to try ice skating today. I want to try ballet. I want to do netball. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. And I was lucky enough that I had parents that would let me try these things and say, okay, let's see, let's give it a go. Let's see if it's for you. Because actually, by embracing all those things, and, you know, my husband um, calls me a a bit of a butterfly because I go from one thing to another thing to another thing to another thing. I'm so sorry. Um, I did say we said this to me before we started. You would not believe what she has done. In fact, I'm going to show you behind me while I've been sitting. She's defluffed a pillow. Um, (laughs) um, So, yes, you know, I, I think if we, and this, there's a bit of psychology behind this, but when we start to suppress what we're thinking or when we try and, Put ourselves or others into a box and say, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't try that, you can't try that. It almost makes the desire to do it even stronger. It's a bit like to me in chocolate. So I love chocolate. I love food. When I try to diet, and this is a story for another day, but when I try to diet, I can't diet because I can't be told. I can't be told you can't have that. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And I want it even more. So actually by saying, do you know what? I want to try ballet. I want to try to learn the saxophone. I want to try and do this. By trying all these things, we're letting our creativity and our ideas flow. We're letting our inner, whoever we are, come out and say, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this. This could be nothing. I could be rubbish at it, but I could be amazing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Do you know what? It doesn't matter if you try something and you hate it. What does it matter? What does it matter if you try something, you love it, but you're rubbish at it? That doesn't matter. You know, I'm not a perfectionist by any stretch of the imagination, but I love playing the saxophone, but I'm rubbish at playing the saxophone, but I enjoy it. So I do it. It's not going to be my career, but it's something that's fun. And so as you navigate through and you try all these different things on your journey to a a multi-passionate entrepreneur or a portfolio career or whatever it is, try them because they might be the start of something amazing. They might not be. But does it matter? Does it actually matter if they're not? Because what I don't want to do is get to the end and say, I wish I'd tried this. I wish I'd done that. Yeah, we just need to, what ifs? No, if it's there and you think, I want to give that a go, give it a go. I'm giving you permission to give it a go, whatever it is, just try it. Yes, my heart is literally burning right now. (laughs) Okay, Um, you mentioned several things that you were doing. Um, How do you juggle your work, business life and your daily life? 
good question. And it's something that I am asked a lot, obviously, because I do do a lot. And there's a couple of things for me. There are the non-negotiables. They're the things that have to be done, need to be done. And they're the things that are so important. So like spending time with my son is a non-negotiable. I will be there when he needs me. Absolutely. Categorically. My non-negotiable is is the salary that I get paid. I have to make sure that that's that that I do the work for that. I have to make sure that I do my my degree and that my essays get submitted. But I'm very strict with my negotiables. I decline quite a lot of party invitations. I decline quite a lot of meal invites because I haven't got the time. And I will when I have a break. So in the in the summer when I'm not studying, if those people are if I'm if I'm lucky enough to have people that are patient with me and say, Dr. Hampton, I get it. I'll be there when I'll be there when you're free. Then we'll have a blast. But the people that are, do you know what? You can't be bothered because you're doing this, this, and this. Then you know, um, then they're not right for me. They're not right for me to to socialize with. So I think that there's things that are that do fall by the wayside. And that is things like meeting friends. That is things like, I'm sorry if you're watching me on video, I'm just picking up the puppy. Um, Things like meeting friends, things like watching television, things like, you know, reading books, things like housework. (laughs) You know, they go by the wayside. They go by the wayside because quite frankly, they are not the most important thing on my schedule right now. I'm also very good at to-do lists. So I have a to-do list. I review my to-do list every single day, every single evening. And if there's something on my to-do list that isn't keeps being put on the to-do list for the next day, the next day, I ask myself, does it need to be on there? Is it important to me? Mm-hmm. The answer is probably no. Knowing what's important and the reason why you're doing all this. So like I say, to me, it's my son. It's my son. You know, he will always be my most important. And he will always be, if I miss time with my son, I'm not happy. And if I miss time with my son because of something else, I'm really not happy. And so there's no point, is there? There's no point doing something that makes you really unhappy. You have to, it has to be, it has to be right for you. So to-do lists, block booking, and being being gentle with yourself. I know when I've I've got too much on my plate and then I move things and I move those non-negotiables or I put things off or I'm just honest with people and say, you know, I've said I'm going to do this, but I'm going to struggle to meet that deadline. Can I move it back? And not putting too much on your plate is really important. And to-do lists, goal setting, planning, that's all important. And through all of it, taking a break taking a break is the most important because actually by taking a break you are more productive also knowing your peaks and troughs so I know for me if I get up at five o'clock in the morning and I work till seven I will do more in those two hours than I will do for the rest of the day because that's when I'm most productive to me I'm not going to put a content writing two hours in my diary from eight till 10 in the evening because I know I can't write a word I I do have a a call and it's a a program that I've recently joined and we have the call on a Monday evening between seven and half eight in the last half an hour 45 minutes I'm pretty much asleep I'm no good at that time of the evening whereas some people are fabulous in that time of the evening it's really just to me knowing when you're best and scheduling your diary accordingly. I've got a friend who needs an hour's sleep after lunch. But if you're somebody that needs to have a doze and a rest, have a siesta after lunch, don't book things in your diary after lunch. Keep that free. Keep that for doing jobs like walking the dogs or collecting the shopping or doing stuff that doesn't need your brain power. So that's another big tip of mine, doing things when you're at your best for that. I I totally agree with that knowing what time of the day would be the best time to think. And another thing, because I'm struggling with that recently, I have this project of mine. I am creating a course for introduction to virtual assistants. Oh, lovely. I was writing the draft and I'm having some challenges. So 
I was thinking, okay, this is the best time of the day for me to write yep. these things. But why can I not jot down anything? Why can I not write down anything? And then the mastermind of the mastermind group that I'm in, he told me to use intrinsic motivation. Okay. Yes. yes. And after that, when yes. I learned about intrinsic motivation, mm-hmm. I was able to finish it in one go. I'm, yes. Yeah. And I was thinking of the wrong motivation. I was thinking of rewards and I was thinking of the penalty mm. that I'm going to give my accountability partner if I was not able to finish <laughs> yeah. it. So, All yeah. the excuses. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And when I realized I'm doing this for the people, for my people, for my community, mm-hmm. it all flowed out. And yes. all the wisdom and all the knowledge of being a virtual assistant before I was able to write that down. Yes. And I was so happy. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's so important. But just, again, that goes back to listening to yourself. Yes. And understanding yourself and doing what you know is right, not what other people, you know, or or your the previous version of yourself said you should. You know, it might be that six months ago, actually doing it at that time, doing it in that way works. But things change and we change. So, yeah, yes. absolutely listening to yourself, definitely, without a doubt. So true. Okay. My, my next question, do you have any app that you use that is very crucial to your business? I use, yeah, so I, I, I use Trello. Trello is my absolute, I can't do without. <laughs> we use, in part, the Mastermind. We use Slack, and Slack's brilliant as well. I love Slack, love Trello. They're probably my two that I'm on all day, every day, mm-hmm. just to make sure that everything's plodding along. And also in my in my training capacity, so I, I do a lot of, of training, whether it's leadership training, team training, you know, you know, any, anything, anything training and development for corporate companies. I plan all of my training on Trello as well. Mm. And I like I like the flexibility that that gives me and the ability to move things around and you know, plan modules, planning modules and planning training. You know, I, I do a lot of, of six, eight week training courses in corporate organizations. And by being able to share that Trello board and the, the cards with the organization, that really helps to keep that a communication lines open. So Trello for me and Slack as well. Thank you. Any piece of advice that you can share with the work from home community? Do what makes you happy. Do what lights you up inside. We all have to pay the bills. We all have to make cash. We all have to make money. But we can do it in a way that is true to ourselves. And if you are not jumping out of bed, springing out of bed in the morning with excitement of what you're doing for the day, you need to try something else. And it's okay to be that multi-passionate entrepreneur because, and also, you know, in your personal life, it doesn't, if you want to try 10 different hobbies next month, do it. Yeah, You know, if you want to try, you know, if you want to try, I don't know, windsurfing or I've got a funny story where's my son wanted me to take him canoeing canoeing and so I did it you know I'm like I'm no good in a canoe I'm no good at sports but he wanted to do it so we did it and you know what that's something that I can say I've done I never want to do it again but it's something that I've done so just try these things if there's things that you want to try or things you want to do do it just do it because that's what makes our lives richer happier and more fulfilled and also don't listen don't listen to anybody you know you know you know what's right for you you know what life you want to live you know there's a really good um song by Baz Lohman called sunscreen have you sunscreen have you ever heard of it no not yet oh well it's a fabulous song sunscreen um you need to listen to it there's a line in there and he says something along the words of, I'm not going to do it justice, but something along the lines of, be careful of whose advice 
you take apart from the people that you pay advice for and if you're going to pay for the advice make sure they're good people so you know basically what he's saying is don't listen to everybody some people if you're going to pay for the advice some people are are worth listening to Mm. but everything else take with a bit of a pinch of salt so I always take things with a pinch of salt and you know I might listen to some advice I might listen to to others but you know deep down in your heart what's right for you I learned that when I had my son when you have a baby you'll know this mm-hmm. everyone tries to tell you don't they everybody yes. tries to tell you put their opinion their experiences on you and I was in the hospital for four days with my son when I had him and I just couldn't cope I couldn't cope not with the fact that I had a baby I couldn't cope with the fact that every single midwife that would come up to me would tell me something different you need to do this you need to try this he's crying because this he's trying because that and then in the end I said to my husband you're just gonna have to get me out of here because oh my gosh I know I knew what was wrong with my baby because instinctively I knew I don't need people telling me what they think is wrong or they think should be happening. And okay, if I go to a doctor because I'm worried and I go to the doctor and say, this is happening, can you help me? I'm going for their advice and their professional advice. And I'll listen to what they say. But if it's just people that are just saying, you need to try this, you need to try that. Mm-hmm. No. So that's when, that's when I learned that, that actually everybody has their own opinion and their own judgment and what they think your life should look like or the situation should look like. Just listen to yourself. Yes. You know. I totally agree with that because I'm a single mom. So a lot of people keep telling me, okay, you have to do this since your daughter doesn't have a father. So you must try this. You must try that. Right. Right. And my daughter is already 17. She's so great. She's my driving force. And I let her be. I let her decide what she wants to do with her life because she has her own decisions. And some people judge right. me for that, but I'm not going to judge myself for that because she has her own life to live, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, you know, we could talk for hours. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I totally, totally agree. And, you know, I, I don't. It's funny, isn't it? Because I talk to amazing people like you who are just, you know, we're we're on that same wavelength and we wouldn't judge people and we wouldn't put our own experience and our own subjectiveness on people. And and even if I'm standing up in front of a a, a corporate organisation and I'm training them. I say, do you know what, you guys, you're going to have experience on this. Share. I'm not the expert here. Collectively, we all are experts together, but we've all got things that we can bring to the table, bring them to the table. There's so many people out there, isn't there? For example, I, I was at a meal the other night and I'm meeting, meeting people that I'd never met before. And this woman tried to tell me something about a choice that I'd made about my son. She was trying to tell me that I'd made the wrong choice. Because of the psychologist in me, I did find out why she didn't like the choice that I'd made. But, you know, don't do that. You know, why do that? Somebody's, it's like it's like if somebody had a car and somebody decided to, I can't remember if I bought a car. My, my, my car that I have now, I bought a Mini. I love my Mini. I, I love my Mini, literally. If I could have any car in the world, I'd have my Mini. And it's not, you know, it's not an expensive Mini. It's not a fast Mini. It's just my Mini that I love. And I said to a, a colleague, I said, oh, yeah, I bought this Mini. She said, oh, they're awful. <laughs> but I love it. Oh, it's awful. I would yeah. never choose that. Okay, but I love it. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny, isn't it? When you love something, go for it. Absolutely, yeah. yes. <laughs> Apart from dogs who are really naughty. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm thinking so about if I'm going to get the dog that my friend is giving me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> do it, do it. Because okay. because do you know what dogs make your life so yeah, I I, so I love true. dogs and we don't deserve you know, them. No, absolutely. They um, they might be a bit naughty, but they are so loyal. And I think now, where we've had where we've had COVID, and everybody's working from home. There's so many dogs in the background, or kids in the background, or doorbells going off. This is life. Life is not perfect. Life is not perfect. Nothing in this world is perfect. And I always say, you know what? I'm me. I have dogs. I have a little bit of chaos, but, and that's how I like it. But I think everybody should have, everybody has a bit of chaos, but yes. some people don't like to admit it. 
I was just writing that earlier uh, when Rima asked me about my bio and I was like writing, okay, I take the chaos out of entrepreneurs' day-to-day operations. Oh, I <laughs> like that. I love that. Yes, okay. yes. But maybe you should leave a little bit of chaos in there because we all need a bit of chaos because to me, chaos is a bit of fun. Oh, so just true. a little bit, not unmanageable chaos. Just oh, like okay. a little bit. Like the chaos on my floor now with the puppy to me. <laughs> I can imagine. Had, but she's had a fabulous time. And I love animals, animals that are happy, happy animals. Just they're one thing that makes my heart sing. Like that just makes me, I'm, I'm happy with that. So I'll see that chaos and be like, she's had a great time. She's enjoyed herself. That's all that matters. Okay. Well, I have a, like a serious question here because okay. this came from the previous guest <laughs> that I interviewed. And your dog has a complaint what what is it <laughs> you're trying I think to tell me co- something i know i think the complaint is that there's somebody outside the door so oh. two seconds I'm okay just no to. problem there sure. we go. No they've gone they've gone there's somebody okay. at the door there's somebody ringing the doorbell as i was talking about doorbells but anyway okay so here is the question what are the things that you are currently doing as your business is growing and more people want to work with you what are you doing to handle that great question my simple answer is collaboration so collaborating connecting with the others really using my network and utilizing the power of virtual assistance and support because we can't do this alone this entrepreneurial journey cannot be done alone Mm -hmm. businesses cannot be built on one person and there'll probably be people out there that think yes they can I could do this all on my own but you know what you might be able to but oh my gosh it's going to be blooming stressful and you might decide somewhere along the line that you're just going to walk away from it because you can't keep all those balls juggling and also knowing what you're good at I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm terrible at. And I'm very lucky with UpHub that I have the most amazing business partner because she is a project manager. She's strategic. She's fabulous with IT. She is brilliant at all of that. You know, we have, when we first put together the foundation of UpHub and created our first hub, Saskia built that hub for scalability. She built it so that we could have 50,000 members easily and have those members as in their own hubs. So keep it really personal. So hubs of only five people. She built that for that scalability. And, you know, we're a long way off that, but we have that system in place. UpHub would not be successful as it is, as it's going to be without Saskia. And I know Saskia would say the same about me because we get on so well. We are best friends. We're business buddies, business partners, but we're very different at what we're good at. We're very different about what makes our heart sing. Apart from that, we both want to help people. You know, she loves when someone says something about a website, or looking at a new system she's on it she's looking at it she's googling it she's putting it in place for me I'm like I don't want to do anything like that I just want to talk to people so it's knowing your strengths knowing your weaknesses collaborating and using the power of your network and not being afraid to say you know what I need help with this I can't do this last night we were talking about on this this program that we're talking about our clients why so finding our clients, why? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like, you do know, Tamsin. You do know. You do it every day. You live it. You breathe it. But like, that level of detail, I'm like, I just want to talk to people. I just want to help people. So for me, it's knowing what you're, I'm not good at sitting down and really journaling, figuring out all this nitty gritty stuff. But I've got somebody who's my business partner that absolutely is. And so she helps me and supports me to do that. So having that support network around you is so important. Totally. I love that. Thank you so much, Tamsin, for that information. I hope AJ will get to listen to this podcast and learn about what you answered. And, Great um, question. Where can we find you online? And do you have anything you'd like to promote? So you can find me online at 
Uphub Mastermind or the People-Centric Business. And anything I'd like to promote, it, it depends on what people are looking for. If people have teams and they need a they need some help. So I've got a program that I'm just launching, which is a super nanny for business program. So it was it's literally super nanny for business I think Joe Frost think super nanny how she goes in and she sorts kids out I can do that for your your staff so I can do that that's one thing that I'm starting to promote I can also you know my 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 training and development is something this is also what I'm not very good at is promoting myself I'm like yeah I can help here I can help there but basically um, anything with staff, people, training, developments, and then if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking for a, a mastermind or you're a coach, you're looking to to run a mastermind, but you don't want to run it, you just want to turn up for your mastermind session, then we can do that as well. So yeah, that's me. You know what? I feel you when you said you don't know how to promote because I've been to a lot of Facebook groups and live networking. And I don't know how to promote myself no. properly. <laughs> you know, like, Saskia, okay. <laughs> you know, Saskia would be like, when she listens to this, she'd be like, Tamsin, I've told you how to do this. We've got a masterclass on this. Tamsin, you know how to pitch. But I'm like, and this is where I go wrong, because I want to sh- tell everybody that I do all these things. You know, to me, as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I can help with... I can help entrepreneurs with growing a network and cheerleading and supporting and ticking off that to-do list and achieving your goals. I can help business owners to make sure their staff are productive and proactive and happy. I can help people live a happy life. I can help people with interview skills. I can, you know, all of that. But how do I put that into one sentence? I've got no idea. Yes, totally. You know what? I think I need a Saskia in my life too. I think everyone needs to ask good but yeah absolutely I know I know well Tamzine I I love that you're a guest in my podcast right now I learned so many things from you and I love your vibe I love your personality I totally love you thank you so much thank you so much for being here and you know like what I always say to my work from home community always be kind but you can always be a badass thank you yes i love that (laughs) goodbye